about to win so big. Tell my hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me what's the program? 25 days of cushion. Yeah, get with the program. Show they want their way. Get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another week, Tales from the Terror Dome. As you know, it's March, and all March we've been celebrating Women's History Month with some stories of some pretty incredible women. And in life and also in sports, there's a very popular saying, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Well, we started strong this month with Jamie Bailey from Virginia Tech Softball, and we are finishing even stronger with an incredible person, a woman who wears many hats. She's a three-year letter winner at Virginia Tech herself in women's basketball. She's associate AD and chief of staff of men's basketball. Her name is Stephanie Boleyn. You probably know the last name, but today you're going to learn about the person. Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, you know, rough not as good a season as we had hoped for, but, uh, you know, we're back at it here in the office and uh, you know, looking forward to bringing in some good recruits and uh, summer school and, and ready for next season. Absolutely. So where, where are you from originally? Where did you grow up? <laughs> well, I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia, um, a little city called Great Bridge. Um, I'm a wildcat. You know, uh, born and raised there. My family is still there. Uh, I go back as often as I can to see my mom and my brothers. And I, actually, I was just there when we came back from the NIT. I, I took off and went to visit my mom. It's always good to be able to get back home and, and uh, see the people. Something about the roots help keep you grounded along the journey. Um, Absolutely. Did you always, did you play, was basketball your only sport growing up or did you play multiple? I was, and I, and I still believe to this day, multiple sports is so important. And I was very active. Matter of fact, I was a bit of a tomboy and uh, in the neighborhood I lived in, predominantly males, young, young boys and played a lot of games with them. And that's how I learned so many different sports, um, baseball, uh, pretty good at that. I actually played Little League football. I was one of the only girls, might have been the only girl at the time playing that sport. But uh, I was actually better, ended up being a better softball player than, than uh, basketball. And But at the time, scholarships for softball, you know, were not abundant. There were not a lot of scholarships. So basketball was my path. But those other so sports certainly helped me, you know, prepare for my um, journey at Virginia Tech. Now, I was looking up some stats from the years that you played, Oof. and Oof. the internet makes it, I wish it was easier to find those type I'm of things. Find it. <laughs> but I did find some, and you were putting up some points. Um, I saw several 20-point games, uh, uh, definitely a rebounder. You were out there hooping, so. Yeah. I was a slasher, not much of a shooter. You know, it's funny, I started out as a point guard. Um, I was tall probably one of the taller people on my high school team. We were very good, very competitive in that area. 
the, the uh, 757, 804 at the time. But yes, I uh, came in as a point guard to Virginia Tech and quickly learned that uh, I wasn't quick enough to be a point guard at the college level. So um, was still growing, believe it or not, and uh, ended up playing that small forward, that three position, and that uh, that fit my skill set a little bit better. I was more of a defender. You know, I, I like to get in, in uh, people's ears. They usually put me on the better um, perimeter player and uh, talked a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit, just to try to get them off their game. So, <laughs> did you have like a, like just like basic run of the mill like trash talk sayings, or did you <laughs> did you base it more individually? Keep I, it more? I would say I based it. I based it more individually. I mean, I wouldn't say it was trash talking as much as uh, mental games. <laughs> hey. I, I respect, you know, the mental gymnastics for sure. Uh, well, you've seen the complete growth of women's basketball to what it is now. They got a, a Sweet unreal. 16 game tonight. It's crazy. Un, un, unreal. Um, they have done such an amazing job. And, you know, we are so close to that program. You know, our the head coach, both head coaches here, you know, they work well together um, program-wide. We get along with both. We support each other. It's just been a great ride to have them, you know, for us to win it in 22, the ACC, and they won it, you know, this year back-to-back. And, you know, the first basketball teams in the league to do that in the ACC, have men's and women's win that. Uh, I think that says a lot about both programs. And, and Kenny Brooks does an amazing job. Yeah, Kenny, so I'm from Harrisonburg. Kenny's from Waynesboro, and I remember his whole career, like coaching career at James Madison, because I was still in Harrisonburg for most of it. And he did, like, I knew girls that that played for him there, and he just did an incredible job. So when Tech hired him, I was so excited. And then it's just been amazing to watch, like, what he's done, like, recruiting-wise and the women he's brought in and the way he coaches them and how amazing they've been and the fact that they got this national stage now this weekend, I can't wait to see what he does recruiting-wise from this point forward. Yes, and, you know, both both of those young ladies that are doing real well are, you know, hope we're hoping they come back because they, they do have more time. So eligibility left, it would be nice. And make a, you know, make a run for it this year, make a run for it next year. I mean, wow, it just says a lot about the sport and, and how it has changed and, you know, they represent those young ladies represent Virginia tech very well. I'm very proud of them. It's, it makes me proud to be an alum. You graduated with your bachelor's was in liberal arts and science. That is correct. You got your master's. Mm -hmm. I I do. I have my master's. Um, and I'm all but done with my doctorate. You know, when I took that, job at Radford University. I was working towards it. I was actually on campus here. I worked worked in the teaching and learning department and I was teaching classes. I was a graduate assistant with um, Dr. Redican, Carrie Redican for years. And he just said, keep going, keep going, get that degree. And it worked well for me because, you know, Jordan and Jalen, our daughters were, were younger and it, and it enabled me to, you know, continue my degrees, but yet work 
and be a mom. So it, it was a great thing for me. And then the Radford position came open and, and I had to jump on it. And our daughters were at an age that, um, why not? Let's do it and get into this business. Started a little later than I would like to, but but at the same time, it worked out. For, it was a win-win. Yeah. How do you balance um, working at Radford? You know, you were you oversaw like 350 people. Um, athletics is obviously a full-time thing in its own. And you also have a family and you get to be an active mom. Like, how do you find the time to balance all of that stuff? That's incredible. Moms are magicians. I, I, absolutely. You know, I, first it starts, you know, with who you're working for. Um, that person knowing that you have a fa- family and and knowing that there's going to going to come a time when you may have to you know choose your family and and be home. You know, I had my husband worked in football and it was, hey, I can't be there. <laughs> Basically, this is you know the priority for him was football. I'm not saying the priority weren't children. I'm just saying he was the money, you know, the breadwinner and and you know full time full-time job in football, right? Coach Beamer's right hand. And, you know, I understood that taking the position, but so did my boss. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, the AD, Robert Lindenberg, he understood that um, there will be times that I just can't be present. And the older my daughters got, the easier it was. Um, You know, I started when they were in middle school, so it was a bit of a challenge. But, you know, we were fortunate that we had family and we had friends that could help us when needed. My brother was a student here. So, you know, I used him for three years, which was great. You know, anytime I needed him, he was here for me. So uh, to help out with the girls, he practically raised them for three years. But for women in this business, you know, especially if you have a family, uh, you have to be prepared because it's not a nine to five job. This is not a nine to five in athletics. I get, I laugh when people say to me, Hey, thank God it's Friday. I'm like, what does that mean exactly? Because, you know, we don't have days off. We're working seven days a week, 12 hour days, 14 hour days, um, little, little, little breaks, but you have to take the most, you know, make the most of it when you do have those breaks and uh, that quality time with your family. So, you know, I think Jalen's getting a little piece of that. Uh, she doesn't have children, obviously, but she's seeing, wow, this is, um, this is a lot. And, and, and I'm just happy that she's seeing it now early on in her career. So down the road, she can make some choices. So funny that you say that, uh, I'll share a little bit when it was after second tech men had just ran Syracuse out of Castle in January, and then everybody went to PKs. <laughs> everybody was there. I think I even saw you, but um, I had texted her. I was like, I feel like you're the only one that's not here. And it was like 12.30, 1 o'clock. She was like, I'm still in the office. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay, she's putting that time in. Yes, that she does. She, she hasn't learned when to uh, cut it off. Um, you know, there comes a point when – you're not as productive when you're, you are uh, working those hours and, you know, that's, that's youth and she'll get it. She will understand um, at some point. I think sometimes even, you know, her boss says, Hey, go home, has to force her to go home. Uh, not around here though. Uh, when, 
I'm at an age now when, when I'm finished with what I need to get done, because my coach is a night owl. When I first got here, whew, it's like, is he ever going to go home? And I, and I felt like I had to stay here and it's 10, 11 o'clock and I have a 30 hour, I mean, 30 minute drive home. And, and so you just, you need to learn that balance. And, and that's very hard to do when you are young. No, I, I agree. Um, when I was younger, I missed a lot of things due to work. I just didn't know how, like, I didn't say no. I was like, I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to do all this. That is a duh. I missed weddings. I missed all sorts of stuff. But now as I'm older, I realized that the balance for me was important. So like there's certain things I won't compromise on now. I'll be like, no, I'm not missing that family reunion or I'm not missing this wedding or this person's birthday or they're having this family function or something. I like, I got to be there. It all goes back to who you work for and work with. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, especially in this business. And I have been so blessed to, you know, work for two really good people. Um, one being Robert Lindenberg, who is actually my current boss, Coach Young, their cousins. And that's where I made that connection with Coach Young actually years ago. Um, and they both believe in, in quality of life and, you know, get, get your job done. But at the same time, your family's important. What, what is it? Three, you, you were in charge of like, like I said, like 350 people at Rashford like that. How do you, how do you even do that? Like that's, that's a lot of people. <laughs> well, you know what? Mid-major schools, that's not uncommon. Um, and that's what Radford is. It's a mid-major. You don't have the same staff as you do at a, at a Virginia Tech. Um, you know, at Radford, I was everything, HR, business, um, oversee academics, student life, student uh, athlete support systems, um, you name it, facilities. Every, every piece of an athletic department I touched at uh, Radford, and I'm thankful for that. It was, it was a lot, but at the same time, it prepared me for this position here that what I told Coach Young when I took this position is that you are going to be able to go out and recruit and coach, and you're not going to have to worry about anything else. I got it. So, you know, I'm that liaison with every position in the athletics department, compliance, academics, you know, I, I anything financial aid, anything that our staff needs. And at Radford was the same way. I'm that point person. And, and the athletics department and campus-wide, they like that. They don't like everyone and coaches coming at them. And I, that's one of the things I, I changed when I got to Radford. I said, this isn't working. You know, I got on campus and all they did was complain about athletics. You got coaches coming over here screaming at us. So we quickly stopped that. And I became that voice. And, um, you know, by the end of my career there, I bet, shoot, 20% of my job was on campus. I was on so many committees. Um, and the president had me working on so many of his projects. Uh, so I, I can't say that, you know, my time there was, I mean, my, my time there was very good for my career. It prepared me for my goals. You know, I, you know, I was set out to be an AD and that's what I wanted to do. I still have that, you know, that taste in my mouth. I still, if an opportunity comes, presents itself. Yes, I would, I would go after that. Um, but right now I'm, I'm very happy where I am and, and I enjoy what I do.
And Radford is a big part of that, why we are, why I am successful today. Speaking of committees in what, 2016, 2017, the American Council on Education selected you to be a member of their senior leadership seminar. Yes. What was that experience like? Because that's like you were part of the Virginia chapter for the whole, like for a national thing, right? Is that how that worked? Yes, it, it is. I was uh, nominated by a um, an alumni relations. Her name's Laura Turk within uh, Radford University. She nominated me for that. And, and I think I was in, in Virginia the first in athletics because it's an educational thing. And that was a big deal. So to get in there and to have a voice and to educate, you know, educators on athletics and how the two work together and they're not, we're not on our own island out here, that we need them as much as they need us. So that was a great experience. Um, one that I, that I am thankful for that really helped me to understand that academic side a lot better. You know, some of the, the, trials and the tribulations they go through and and for them to see that with athletics but to see to understand that the two operate together and that's the way it should be should be like that absolutely i think i was watching an interview the other day with uh, Deion sanders and he was talking about the athletics and the academic side and he was basically it was a reference to with his players the if you get the bad grades, you're gonna, you're not going to play because how can I trust you to get the job done here if I can't get you to do the job where you're supposed to be doing it? The most important part that's going to take you further in life, which was the educational aspect of it. So they do go hand in hand, even though at the big programs, D1, it's hard. You know, athletics is always pushed harder, I feel like, but you still got to be a student and both are full-time gigs. So it's, it's definitely a balance. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, we're very fortunate. I, um, just this past year, we were able to bring over from Radford a young lady that worked for me for 10 years, you know, who I trained that took over when I kind of transitioned out of the academic side of things. Um, she took over that area for me. And then when I left Radford, she took my position. So to grab her and bring her on uh, with, because we had a really good one in Elise, she went to um, Coastal Carolina to run her own, you know, department in athletics. So that was a big loss for us. And then we, you know, we didn't miss a beat by bringing Alex Gwynn over and you know, last semester, 3.3, our team that, you know, that's unheard of in uh, college men's basketball. And to have it consistently, what, seven, eight semesters, you know, we've been a th over 3-0 since we've been here. That's very impressive. How did, um, the, how did it happen? Like the you came from Radford to Tech, became the <laughs> associate AD, chief of staff. How did that whole thing happen? Like how did that go down? Sure. So for years, I've I've known Coach Young for years. When he was at Walford, um, a lot of times he would call in um, and ask questions regarding some Title IX things. You know, it's harder to get things done when you're at a mid-major school because just the, the finances, the resources. So you have to be uh, pretty, you know, uh, I, I guess you got to think outside the box and do some things just, but what you do for the men, of course you have to do for the women. So he would call me just, you know, can I do this? How do I do it? 
let's just say, for example, summer school. How do I get funding for summer school? That kind of thing. So we developed a relationship. And then Robert, his cousin, who was my boss, and I would always go when he was in the tournament in Asheville. If we were there playing and uh, Woffer was there playing, we'd stop by. But he knew I wanted to make the transition into um, men's basketball. I think that's one of the areas that I lacked when I interviewed for the AD position at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I was a finalist for that. And I think if I had had this position, I may have got that job. Um, so therefore he was going, I guess he was interviewing with Alabama. I think Coach Young was interviewing with Alabama before Virginia Tech a couple of weeks before. And Robert came to my door and said, hey, he calls him cuz. And he said, cuz is um, interviewing and he wants to know, are you serious about this? And I said, absolutely, where? But he couldn't tell me. He said, I can't tell you where. Well, I mean, I can Google it and see who's, you know, <laughs> what schools are yeah. open. Yeah. I, saw, <laughs> I saw Vanderbilt and Alabama coaching positions. And I went, well, it's got to be Alabama because Vanderbilt, I knew who they were going to hire. So I remember going home and telling my husband, I'm like, hey, look, um, if Coach Young gets this job. I got to do this. And, you know, very supportive. Yep, you need to do it. So then I guess he, you know, finalists didn't get it. But then Virginia Tech came along and I thought, wow, I don't think I'm going to be able to get this because of John, you know, that old nepotism. And um, because I don't report to John, you know, things, the, the Board of Visitors approved it. But Coach Young told Witt and John that he wanted to hire me, that he was going to hire me had he gone to a different different place and he still wanted to bring me on. So it's kind of how it, that's kind of how it happened. Uh, you know, I'm sure people out there think otherwise, but uh, there's always the naysayers. But, uh, you know, 11 years of experience as a senior associate AD at Radford University certainly helped. I just want to say I don't buy into the whole <laughs> nepotism thing. I see it. Obviously, people talk. That's just what they do. Um, but at the end of the day, you still have to get the job done. Absolutely. And all three of you that work there that I know of, you, Jalen, and John, have all done an incredible job. The resumes speak for themselves. Um, people harp on this whole nepotism thing a lot. I think it's more coincidental that all three of you just happen to be very good at what you do and you just happen to be in the same spot. I think from a family standpoint, that's amazing because you can still like probably spend more time with each other in athletics and you normally would be able to just my guess i've never but, seen Jalen. <laughs> oh well that's funny. Wrong. I, I, saw, I think i saw her more when she was at wake forest than i do now <laughs> i'm, wow. I'm serious okay. I, I hardly ever Hard see workers. her young lady works all, i'm not saying that i don't but out of the out of the three of us i'm sure she, her hours she works probably the most you know football is a different beast i mean it really is um it's, it's just the pure numbers um so and and newness of it new new staff and you know funny i don't know if she told you this but when um coach uh pry went to john and said you know hey i want to talk to your daughter john's like about and he said well i you know i i'd like to talk to her about a position here and, and john said well my wife and i are very happy with her at wake forest <laughs> so you know he he, he knew i mean that you're always going to have someone that's going to talk and think that uh, 
you know, it was handed to her on a silver platter, but that's not the case. Uh, Coach Pry you know, went after her. She had a hard time because she really liked Coach Clawson and she really liked Wake Forest and the people that she worked with. Um, but I think here, you know, there's another difference. You have, I'm not saying Wake Forest is a mid-major by any means. I'm just saying that she wore a number of hats and did some things within that program like academics or something in addition to being, you know, the on-campus recruiting, recruiting coordinator. Here she can focus on her, you know, on her gift. So um, we're happy to have her here and she's doing well and, and, and she has a high ceiling, very high ceiling. I would agree. Uh, besides half the people talking, like most people, there's so many people in life that got, there's always, what's that saying? It's not always what you know, it's who you know. So like yeah. some people have connections regardless. So it doesn't have to. Absolutely. You, know, so. you have to have connections in this industry. You have to. I mean, if, if you don't, I mean, it, it, I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, people that are going in, I always talk about networking, how I'm, how important it is, every intern that I have, you have to network, you have to put yourself out there. You have to make a name for yourself. I mean, I can help you, but so far, but you have to do that. Um, and I've had a lot of good interns and my husband actually has stolen a lot of them from me when I was at Bradford. <laughs> See, I, you know, I just, I interned, uh, Kendall, Kendall Brooks was interning with me last summer and uh, now she's with the ACC, so. I like I like helping young women, that's for sure, in this profession, because there are very few of us, especially on the men's side. Um, I think there's only a handful of us as chief of staff at a at the power, you know, power five, power six uh, level in men's basketball. But you're starting to see more of it. You really are. The whole uh people chirping and nepotism thing you brought up Kendall <laughs> Brooks, it uh leads me into you have a position. Mike Young has the anti-bullying yes. foundation. My turn. Is that what it's called? Yes. My turn. What I think, what do you talk about that? Cause I think that's important. Like, what do you do there? Like what, what's the right. day-to-day on that? So when, when coach Young, you know, got here, you know, he, his father was an educator. His late father um, was an educator and he wanted to do something to give back to the community. And I said, well, look, you know, speaking with John about things that he's done, like Herma's readers. Um, we came up and speaking to John and speaking to Coach Young, three of us, we came up with the bullying. And um, actually, John created the logo, the My Turn, believe it or you know, a lot. He had a friend work on it. And that's what we did. We started that organization. And, you know, COVID kind of kind of hurt it a little bit. We're getting it back out there um, to, to educate on it because it's so important. That cyberbullying. Even our guys, you know, get it. If they're having a bad game, it's unreal what they, uh, you know, fans and people say in a negative that don't understand that, that that's kind of bullying. <laughs> so, you know, to get the word out there, to let our guys speak to it, um, learn themselves, you know, or, or educate themselves on it, as well as educating youth, and not just youth, I mean, teenagers, adults. Uh, I think I think it goes a long way, and um, it's something that Coach Young wanted to do. And if you look at the website, he has his father in there. He wanted it to be something that, in memory of his late father. Yeah, I think uh, especially in today's age, it's very 
<sighs> easy for people to hide behind whatever on oh, Twitter and fire, fire something off. Yeah. I don't even have Twitter. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> I don't have Instagram. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I have someone that looks at it for me and tells me, but I just, I can't, it, it, it consumes you. And I think you, you, I see people and I find even our players just sitting there doing it for hours and hours. I, I can't, I don't have that time. I, I do not have that time. I find yeah. out what I know. And, then I, <laughs> and I don't need to, I don't need to hear the negative. So I, I stay away from it. Yeah. It'll stick with you. I, like <laughs> I'll read like 25, I like if one of my podcast episodes ends up on like one of the message boards, like people send me the comments and I'll read like 10 good ones, but there's that one that's like, I'm like, man, why would you even say that? <laughs> but like, I'm, I figured if I was going to be in public space that I, I was fit enough to, you know, handle stuff you, like you that. Just, but you just have still. to have uh, a depth of skin you, and you can use my line. I'll give it, I'll let you, I'll let you borrow it. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> feedback is a gift. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. I won. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to tell them. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sorry you feel that way, but I hope you get over it soon. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for that one, like you said, there's just always that one, but there, then you have all the positives. So that's the way I look at it. And um, I don't stay away from it because I'm trying to avoid it. I stay away from it because I just don't have the time. What, what do you like to do? Like, what are some of your hobbies, like interests, like outside of sports and work? Like you are a person, so you have your own personal interests. Like what, what would you say? Like some of your, if you have some free time, what are your favorite things to do? Oh, love to go to the beach. Um, you know, I love to be with my daughters anytime I can be with them and, uh, do things. I'm going to the final four actually. And I'm not going to the final four because I just want to go see those games. My daughter's in Houston, our oldest daughter. And uh, to have that opportunity to go and see her and to be able to watch those games and maybe see an Astros game. I do like going to sporting events. Um, so that, that even though I'm within sports and I work in it, I do like going to see the events and going with people that I, that I love. Um, being with friends, you know, I have a couple of very close friends and to be able to see them and spend time with them and whether it be on the lake at a concert or at the beach, that that's important to me. I don't get to do that as much as I would like. And, you know, we're all getting older. So I'm trying to make more time and do that when I can. Um, so that's about it. I, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll read, I'll, but most of the time it's about sports. <laughs> So I'm very, everything I do is probably a little sport re related. I like to go on hikes, love going on hikes, love to walk my daughter's dog, Beamer. Um, so that, that's about it. Pretty simple. Beamer is a star. I see him all over Instagram, Twitter. You know what? He's, we call him the therapy dog. Um, there's probably not a student athlete that has not seen Beamer. And when they see them, see him, they go crazy. And it's pretty neat. Sometimes you need a little bit of that. And that, that, uh, and I think it goes a long way with our athletes. Our, our team likes him. Our, the women's team especially likes him. They're always begging me to, to watch him. So uh, 
he's actually underneath my desk right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an Aussie doodle named George, and I take him for walks, and he steals the show. Like, all the people oh. stop. Like, I have cars, like, slow down, stop, and yell, hey, George. And I'm like, I'm a person. I'm here. Like, it's not. <laughs> Same it's all here. about my dog. When I, when I say the name, everybody goes, oh, of course. And I, I you know, I know Jalen. Jalen loves Coach Beamer. We all do. But she knew uh, to pick that name out for a reason. She knew that her, her dad would be like, okay. <laughs> when we got the dog. Because he was not about getting a dog. You know, we all work so much. So. And now the dog has kind of became his best friend. So Beamer's John's best friend, that's for sure. Both Beamers. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a lifelong friendship. Both Beamers. Absolutely. It's been pretty cool to see Shane be, become what he's become. Uh, you know, to think I used to, to babysit him, he and Casey. And boy, time passes fast. That's That's for sure. That is absolutely a fact. Do you have a favorite beach? Like, is there, if you have a chance, is there oh. one that you're going to or you just like beaches? You know, I like going to the Gulf Shores. Um, you know, I like that side of the water. I think it's more beautiful, the, the, the white sand. Um, you know, I'm, I've, I'd prefer there. I'd like to go to, I have not been, and I'd like to go to Destin. I haven't been that south. So, um, you know, I like Nags Head only because I grew up there. Um, and when I do get to go home, uh, my best friend has a place in Currituck County on the Sound. We'll take the boat over and go to, you know, Duck and Corolla and any any beach, anything with an ocean. Let's just say anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my I mom. I get my feet in the sand, I, I'm happy. Good. Yeah, my mom moved to uh, Dunedin, Florida, right outside of Tampa. That's and, where I like the Tampa area. Yeah, she loves it. What is that called? Where's she? Dunedin. Dunedin. Okay. It's like right by Clearwater, St. Pete, Tampa. It's like, mm -hmm. but they're, they're having Pete a blast. Pete mm -hmm. is beautiful. You mentioned concerts. Are you a big music person? Uh, I am. I like a, you know, a variety genre. I mean, I listen to it all. I listen country i listen to rock uh, you know i listen to a little bit of 90s uh all over the place i'm all over the place i'd love to go i've been dropping the hint to coach young but he hasn't taken the hint but he's going to see bruce this weekend I'm like hey i haven't seen bruce it's on my bucket list God, i haven't seen a ticket yet so i guess i'm not going <laughs> Oh, when is it? Is it Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday. Saturday oh, in Greensboro. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. You know, I had tickets to see him when he came last time to Greensboro, but he shut it down um, due to something North Carolina was going through politically. So um, didn't get to go, but I, I plan to go. I want to take my mom to see uh, Chris Stapleton. That's her all-time favorite. So I'm going to try to do that. And I think he's in June. He's going to be in Virginia Beach and surprise her and take her there. She's been uh, battling some health issues, so I just definitely want to see her and take her to, to see him. Absolutely. Well, prayers up for your mom. We'll Thanks. Definitely keep her in the rotation for sure. Uh, yeah, concerts are fun. I'm glad that we got that aspect of life back after <laughs> like two or three years. 
Absolutely. They're only fun though. I mean, I'm not one. I don't like to sit. I can't, I know this sounds a little uh, arrogant. I hope it doesn't come across that way. I can't, I don't like to sit in the, I want to be up front. (laughs) So if I'm going to go to a concert because I don't go to many, I'm going to make sure that I try to get the best seats that I can. Um, And uh, I guess a couple of years ago, I went to see uh, Fleetwood Mac and I took my daughter Jordan and she absolutely said it's the best concert she'd ever been to. And it was in Charlotte. And I think we were maybe 10 rows back and it it was just an amazing concert. So I'm glad I got to be able to see them. But I have to say this, the absolute best, best concert I've ever been to was in um, New York and two of my girlfriends and we went to that concert and it had, let's see, Journey, Steely Dan, the Doobie Brothers, um, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac. Let's see, am I missing one? Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, it was two days in Met Stadium of of concerts. It was amazing. That does sound amazing. Oh my um, gosh, it was so much fun. Probably one of the best that I've ever been to. Top top two. I'm with you on the ticket thing though, because I'm the same way with sporting events. Like yes. I want to, I'm gonna spend the money. I'm going to get a good spot because if I'm just going to go, I, I get a better view. I don't want to go to an event and have a worse view than I would have on television. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would, like, Not I'm going to pay way. for the, like, I want the whole experience. I don't oh, want to go on the lawn. My final four tickets, my seat stink. So I'm, I'm going to just talk my <laughs> way right on down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you should. Pretty good at that. I'll work my way down there. <laughs> <laughs> I have full faith in your ability to do that. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here today and talk to me. I know that you don't do this stuff. So no, I, do I, not. Was, <laughs> I was very nervous and very honored. The, um, when I, thank you. I'm honored to be on the show as well, especially that um, you're doing this for the month for the women, for women. And, and I think that's so important. Um, you know, that's that's one of the things I feel like I need to do more of. I kind of got away from when I left Radford. But to bring in more women here to intern with me and, and let them get a get a taste of um, the men's side and college athletics. I think it's so important because we can do so much in this profession. And I, and I truly believe that a lot of head coaches are starting to see that and are moving in that direction and bringing more women in. So I appreciate you doing this uh, and having me on and, and I look forward to to doing it again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, people, they might look at it. I don't know. You're like, oh, Women's History Month. I'm going to bring on women. <laughs> but I've been trying to do this forever. It just happened to it landed. I'm a year in now. It landed on March. I was like, I think I have the connections. I can pull stuff like this off now. Um, but no, I was raised by my mom and all sorts of women so like my dad like full disclosure from like age six to probably 26 just wasn't Mm. around they were divorced when i was a year and a half so my mom raised me and she is incredible she worked for apple during apple's like education boom like mid to late 90s right or into the early 2000s and i played sports i was very active in sports she never missed one game I was always taken care of wherever I had to be. I was there. Uh, she made sure I was picked up, 
like I have right. the utmost respect for for women and especially women in athletics because especially at Virginia Tech right now, women's sports run things like softball, <laughs> women's track, women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Like they're so good. And there's so many incredible women that work at Virginia Tech. And I think Coach Pry's done a really good job of also hiring a good group of women that work for him and they do an incredible job and especially all the recruits, they love them. Like, I just think that that needs to be celebrated more and I did it for March, but I'm going to continue to do it whenever I can do it. It doesn't necessarily have to be for women's history month. I just made sure I put an emphasis on it this month. I wasn't having any other guests come on, but women. So that's what I wanted to do. Well, that's great. I, I respect that so much. And, um, I'm glad you did it. That's that's a good thing. But it was great talking with you, and I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not as uh, entertaining as Jalen. <laughs> she had pictures. I don't know where she gets it from, but she's just one of a kind, and uh, she just makes me laugh. She makes me smile. Oh, gosh, she's, she's just an incredible young lady. Blessed to have no, two, I, uh, two lovely daughters. Um, you know, going in different career paths and you know, the best of friends, though. They are the best of friends. We all, the three of us are, actually. Your other daughter is an educator, right? She's a teacher? Yes, is that right? she's a teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher in uh, out on the outskirts of Houston. It's called um, Missouri City. So okay. She does a really good job. She's, she's, um, she's gotten into that school and she's made a name for herself. And uh, it actually you know, want her to bring a curriculum in that she did in uh, North Carolina. And they fought her on it a little bit, but she saw that all of, I mean, test scores don't lie. And uh, her her kids are, even the lowest are reading, reading chapter books. So uh, they're pretty excited about having her and want her to implement that into their uh, county. So it's pretty neat. She's making a name for herself as well. That is awesome. Well, like I said, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to do this. Uh, I'm sure people will love to hear from you, especially since it's not something that usually happens. Uh, <laughs> I hope I wish you all the best. You know, I hope that you're going to end up as an athletic director one of these days. It's going to happen. I can tell. So I'll be rooting for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. Look forward to uh, listening to Jalen's. I, I promise I'm going to get around and do that. <laughs> Maybe she was I'll a do lot that of fun. today. Uh, I, I actually have um, I'm pretty caught up with my work. You know, I'm forecasting for next year already, so next season. So I, I have a little bit of time. Put my headphones That's in good. and listen to laugh. I'm sure I will laugh. <laughs> oh, she's great. And most importantly, go Hokies. Yes, go Hokies. Thank you.